NFL with your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Alright, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 the sports animal. The cream of the crop! And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! Good morning, Albuquerque. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, the vision to my Wanda, one Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? What up, my dude? How you be? Not getting you, my dude. Looks like we might have a button. La la, la 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 la. Vital, what we got going no. on here? Nothing. You can't hear me. It's probably for the best, to be honest. Got you now, my dude. Hey, am I here? We we together? Reunited? No, we, and it feels so good. Reunited and it feels so good. So I made a WandaVision reference. Didn't get your response. I'm on bated breath for the podcast now. So, how yeah, exciting. So, la 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 la, no spoilers. <laughs> I haven't watched the newest episode, but last week I did get caught up on the first three. Yes. I almost got turned off by the first episode. No. But I'm glad I powered through it because it yes. is very good. It that is very good. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes of The Wire on a plane recently, and I just haven't been able to get back in. I need to power through it. Well, power through it. You're, you're sitting right across from the biggest wire dork in the history of the universe. So I'm going to tell you. Put in a little more effort, brother. You need to get a couple more episodes in you. Um, I am the biggest fan of the MC universe. And I've been watching. I woke up at 5 a.m. to watch WandaVision before my day yesterday. So in case any spoilers came across, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a spoiled. You better not. Hey, big, I'm glad you made it here, Fred. I see what you're, yes, I see what you're about to do. Let me introduce Mike Vital first. <laughs> Good morning, Michael Vital. It seems as if you survived last Sunday. Barely. <laughs> we haven't. I am. I am so disappointed in my team. You have no idea. We'll talk about the heartbreak that is the Green Bay Packers and how Van and Vital managed to continue their lives post devastation. Van, you were saying. I'm surprised you made it today. I don't know how you could have made it to the microphone, more or less rolled out of bed mm-hmm. with that giant boner you woke up with okay, because the Cardinals up. got Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Are you the happiest little boy in the Cardinals universe right now? you got a stud third baseman, and it, it seems like you're going to get him for peanuts. Does the video store Blockbuster still hold a trademark on Blockbuster? Because <laughs> that's that's Nolan Arenado's new nickname. Because he, I mean, this is the most Blockbuster trade in baseball this season. This is the biggest move of the offseason. The, the stove was getting hot in Major League Baseball, and now this thing is piping hot. Um, Nolan Arenado and approximately $50 million going to the St. Louis Cardinals for uh, a, a pittance. I mean, what, what are the Cardinals giving up? They're giving up nothing. There's got to be some under. There's got to be some kind of like backhanded, under the table deal going on, for them to get Arenado like this. Uh, 
This is a bigger coup than the Goldschmidt trade. And I I got a picture of him pulled up in a Cardinals jersey right now, Fred, and let me tell you, he looks, looks good, right? very good. He looks way better in red than in purple. It's like a match that has been waiting in the midst for years. I've never seen a stronger jawline than Nolan Arenado. Oh, he gums, bro. Yeah, this dude, yeah. he knows. Um, no, this is an exciting one for me, and, and obviously not super New Mexico-centric, but... You know, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, where where baseball is religion. You know, like like here in the Southwest, you know, we have, you know, all we have all those things that people celebrate every Sunday. And and in St. Louis, Missouri, we had 162 days of service a year, and um, breathing it and sweating it and lo- it's it's the like the one sports identity I have. You know how easy it is, like specifically in our profession, but you know how easy it is to like displace from a team, right? Like, and I know you're going to talk about it with the Packers. But it's like my happiness is not based off the success of others specifically when I have no involvement or control. With the St. Louis Cardinals, it rings a little bit different for your boy. Like, rings a little bit different, Van. For sure, man. I uh, Yeah, we'll get into the, the disappointment and hurt and uh, of the Packers' loss. But as far as my Houston baseball Astros go, like, I get kind of hurt. You know, like yeah. the, the whole scandal, like it. It hurt me at a core level as a human being. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it, felt, it felt like it was a, a personal affront to me. So I get it. Like You vouch for those guys. My my baseline mental health has nothing to do with the accomplishment of strangers. Nope. But with that being said, I get it. Like if you're if you're like a real super fan, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you feel the highs and you feel the lows. And I'm feeling it for you today, brother, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Congratulations on your new third baseman. This is a big deal, and and I'm going to do some things and talk about the lineup and and become baseball nerd for a little bit because it's it's a good day for me. You know, four times a year I do a special radio show, and that's the one right before the big WWE pay-per-view, and Royal Rumble is tomorrow, so we're going to do our predictions today. Yeah. But uh, if you can can package in some St. Louis Cardinals blockbuster best available player that you didn't necessarily know was available until two days ago, that, by the way, you hear this rumor, it was deja vu for your boy. You know, we've been getting Nolan Arenado every year for four years. You know, it's – so anyways, this is a big one to come through. Uh, Ken Rosenthal tweeted last night, nothing is finalized. Um – He's keeping his opt out for 2021, but he he switched it all over for the Cardinals. So he said uh, he gets an additional opt out in 2022. So it's not a sure thing that he'll stay there forever. But I can't imagine you go. Why wouldn't uh, you stay with the Cardinals? It's the Cardinal way, man. Sure. I mean, it's he's he's about to be the biggest celebrity in that city. Um, the moment he gets off at Lambert Airport. He's going to be worshipped like a god. Yeah. Like, yeah I he, guarantee you there's some factory in St. Louis that's already making Nolan Arenado candles. A, a thousand percent. There's a microbrewery already that for $2.80 or whatever number they put on Nolan Arenado, you can get his mini beer. You know, there's like... Yes. And, yeah, and, it, and it'll be an absorption. He doesn't get, because this isn't Colorado. The Arenado L's will be flowing... 100%. Very soon. How quickly can you make beer? Do you, can you do it like? Can you do it over the weekend? Like Monday morning? Can people go to the the, the bar in St. Louis and get an Arenado ale? As you may or may not know, Anheuser Busch 
is headquartered out of St. Louis. <laughs> like, I mean, I think they can turn it around pretty quick if they so want to. The the thing that I kind of want to put over to listener, though, like for Nolan Arenado, is this is not Denver. You know, this is not L.A. This is not where there's other stuff going on. You know, this is – it's not a bunch of granola eating – open our individual toe wearing Birkenstock <laughs> spouting weed smoking mountain endearing Subaru driving like it's not that this is not Denver this is St. Louis Missouri where their entire identity van is based off the success of Vince Coleman in the 80s and Ozzy Smith in the <laughs> 90s and Mark McGuire in the late 90s and I'm Repulse and the and I can go back to Stan Musial and Bob Gibson and we I mean I can I can give you the history of the Dean brothers, because that is still sweated in St. Louis. And Nolan Arenado, um, hand him a key to the city. He's, I mean, he's, he's it now. He's, he's the, the hottest hotness that's ever hotted. So I, I could not be more excited. I'll get a jersey the second it's available. He would look really good in one of those baby blue throwbacks. Oh, heck yes, the Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Saturday powders. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what it's it. That's what it is. Um, so it's a cool day for the Cardinals. I'm very pumped. I'm super excited. A um, little bit of a lineup projection here. Are you ready? Sure. So leaning – and by the way, this is like – this is a deal sealer for the Central. This is like with the Cubs kind of on their downward spiral and Christian Yelich kind of struggling the way he struggled last year. Sorry, Vital. And the the Brewers aren't what they need. The Reds, I guess, are on the come up. The Pirates, I guess. Aren't, but this is the NL Central right here. Um. Lead off for your boys, Tommy Edmond. If you're not familiar, he's playing second base now. It allowed the Cardinals to get rid of Colton Wong. Uh, Tommy Edmond, for, he puts the ball in play. He'll get on base. Paul DeYoung, again, if you're not familiar, um, he can hit home runs from the shortstop position. Uh, kid just plays. Olin, Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt. I don't care which way you go here. You can do whatever you want. That's you a really go. good 3-4. Yeah, it's a really good 3-4. The infield, Van, I just named the infield in your top four in the lineup. Find me a better infield in baseball. I'll wait. How San, do you feel? San Diego Padres. Oh, that's the one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. that's an easy answer. Uh, depends on how you want to fill out the outfield, but probably like a Dylan Carlson. Dexter Fowler is still getting paid, so he'll be there. Harrison Bader is a world beater. He's going to win glo- gold gloves. And then uh, the Cardinals need to sign Yadier Molina, and they never bat him last, so they'll put him probably sixth or seventh. So I'm in. I'm in on this squad. Um, well, there's still – it immediately oh, makes them the cream of the central. It yeah. seems like everyone else in the central is punting. The Reds dumped a couple good players this year. The Cubs are like trying to shed payroll. The Brewers haven't made Yeah, the Brewers haven't made any impactful moves and the Cardinals always hanging around. What they they've been over 500 for 13 straight years, is that correct? Uh if that's not correct, that's got to be that's got to be near true. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're always above average, and they always sneak into the playoffs, and it seems like this is one of those sneaky teams that's going to do it again. Like, here they go. They're in the soft NL Central. They're going to rise to the top of the NL Central and sneak into the playoffs, and they got the kind of the ragtag bunch with a couple stars that can do some damage. The thing that is um, so unique to this trade is because you know I'm super plugged into this team. This is my MLB trade room. This is my home screen on my phone, you know. So uh, it was when JT Real Mewtwo resigned with the Phillies or signed with the Phillies. Yeah. Because um, the Cardinals were making such a move for he. 
and and they wanted to put him behind the plate and maybe you know maybe the days of Yadier were gone and Major League Baseball Players Association just recently voted down the DH in the NL because the idea that it had loosely been thrown around was you you have Real Mutu and then you have Yadier Molina and you can spell Yadier Molina at first base every so often Paul Goldschmidt with DH Yadier Molina with DH you would you know what all these little like scenarios well no DH didn't get the catcher you wanted got to make a big impact and now allegedly after uh, what, what is this going on right now the caribbean series or the the pan-american series i don't know what this thing is going on right now that, right that yeah so as soon as that ends allegedly yadier molina resigns so i'm in i'm super in on this team i it's a level of excitement that i want for baseball in january um and what are we two weeks away from p- pitchers and catchers are we two weeks away van three oh my gosh yeah you want to go to jupiter shoot like it feel it feels really good like you know me and me and you are baseball dorks so yeah. we're gonna talk baseball no matter what but it's really exciting that there's like a really good off-season hot stove yeah after what we had to deal with in 2020 and like we're talking about baseball in january bro like our first segment we're talking about baseball so that's a really good feeling and a really good level of excitement going forward to the coming season when, and you know what I want? I want, because Albuquerque has it, Albuquerque has in droves Colorado Rocky fan. Sure. So we're, Yeah, so I know throughout the program, 505-246-0610, give me your side. Because, I mean, you know I'm a St. Louis Cardinals homer. Like, I don't hide it from anyone. But I'm also a fan of the local team. I'm a fan of the Rockies. Yeah, I'm in the Dodgers too. But, I mean, obviously not involved in this trade. But it's, you know, we got a lot of guys here that are passionate about the purple. So, like, if yeah, give us a call, 505-246-0610. Let us know how you feel on the trade. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, come, and then what I want to do. Come Monday, up, we'll see if it's a trade or not. Because on Monday, we'll know if it's a trade or if they just straight up got pilfered. If they just wanted to just unload salary and get rid of Nolan Arenado. Oh, yeah, it could be yeah, a whole fire sale. Could be a fire sale. Uh, when we get back, uh, Albuquerque, or excuse me, New Mexico and APS made a bunch of announcements this past week uh, impacting high school sports. And Brandon Ortega is going to join us from uh, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. is going to join us to break down exactly what's going on with high school athletics here in the state. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Star of TV and radio. New Mexico, broadcaster of the year, multi-time winner. Uh, Back-to-back, back New to Mexico back. sports broadcaster of the year. Music producer, fabulous friend, wonderful father, beautiful fiance. Not that bad as far as looks go. <laughs> Solid six. Hey, he's a weekend seven, Van. Oh, man. You, you put a little gel in that boy? Woo-wee. Now, officially the longest-tenured friend of the show, Brandon Ortega. Welcome to the program. Good morning, my friend. Miss you guys. How's it going? <sighs> it's the sound of your voice. <laughs> just so perfect. It's just so wonderful. There's no gel in the hair right now, just so you know, because we're not in person. But okay. uh, there usually is. He does if have. I'm up, a, if it, I'm up to my six or weekend seven status, there's there's always gel in the hair. He's got a yeah. very he's got a very sharp isotopes beanie on right. <laughs> Shout now. out to John Trop and the isotopes yes, folks. Dude. My favorite beanie. 
courtesy should, of one of their giveaways. He should call us about that broadcast job. That's Ooh, what John should do. Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's put a word in there, Brandon. Let's see what we can do. Mom and John? Give me and Van up there in the booth throwing. I'd pay, throwing to, I'd pay to hear that. That'd be <laughs> yes. a lot of fun. Is it the best I'll broadcast what, in town? We'd, no. do it. we'd do it for free. Oh, we do it for free. You can just, like you're losing you can just, your negotiating you leverage just, <laughs> by saying that, but uh, I know that's true. Well, no, they would pay us. Well, I mean, we'd do it for free on air. Yeah. You could just yes. turn on the radio and listen if you wanted. Right. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't even make you pay for it. <laughs> but I've been saying I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be it would be at or near the worst broadcast in minor league baseball, and it would be the most entertaining broadcast in minor league baseball. Correct. Yes. N- no Agreed. doubt. Agreed. Z- zero insight, zero analysis, may get the count right, can't tell you about runners on base all the time. By the way, if it goes to extra innings, I didn't pace myself on Bud Light to get there, so who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> and Sushan's done an amazing job over the oh, years. Yes. He's, he's been the Tobes play-by-play since I've been here, and he's now in Reno. So yes, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's doing the Tobes anymore unless he's going to do it remotely or he's coming back. But I, I think, he, yeah, I think it's why I understand. He gone. He gone. He gone. Yeah. He don't. He don't answer my calls no more. He don't answer my. T- no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Bad reception in Reno. That's yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> University of Nevada, right? Is that correct? University of Nevada. Is yeah, that- he's working with uh, Reno, Nevada, the Wolfpack. He calls oh the gosh. women's basketball, and I believe he signed up for baseball too. So yeah, he's he's all he's all Reno you know, now. So good luck to him the, out there. Reading the Rob Portnoy playbook on broadcasting. Yeah, exactly. which is a good book to read. That is a know. high bar. Yes. Ooh, the highest. There's not a lot of Rob Portnoy's yeah, out there. Shout out to Mr. Portnoy. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Well, sorry about your uh, COVID vacation being over, Brandon. It looks like you're about to be real busy, huh, Big Dog? Yeah, high school sports coming back. Tuesday was a huge day for New Mexico sports. Personally, it was big for me because my schedule has changed significantly, mainly because of high school sports. My days mm-hmm. off changed. Uh, the amount of hours I'm home changes because of that. We have no New Mexico game day since March. So, yeah, I'm very excited. I have to admit that Tuesday when it was officially official, because when, when the governor announced that schools can come back on February 8th, the writing was on the wall right. that high school sports were coming back eventually, and then it was confirmed by the PED. And, uh, you could, yeah, you I, could I, call I, it graffiti. Yeah, graffiti. The writing yeah. on the wall. Yeah, for sure. There's plenty of that in Albuquerque. Some beautiful graffiti. I'll show myself. I might add. Yeah. Um, no, I got. I, I got to say, I really felt the gravity of it because it means so so much to so many people in New Mexico, and it's be, it's become very important to me in my life and my in my work life. So yeah, it's it's very exciting. There's there's a lot of things left to be figured out, and uh, you alluded to it in your tease. APS. Has, is not even committing that they can get back to school by February 8th, which means they would most likely not be able to start their sports by February 22nd. So th- there's a lot left to be figured out. The NMAA has got a board of directors meeting coming up on Monday morning, and APS has another meeting scheduled or uh, planned for this coming week. So a lot of questions unanswered, but there's hope. When you give that uh, February 22nd date, why does that have significance? What is the February 22nd? Is that a drop dead? Is that a game start? Is that what is that? That's just basically it, it gave people a date to target to to, okay. to to like this is when this is the earliest we could start if we're going to start high school sports. It's the earliest we could pull it off. 
Now, it's important for fall sports because fall sports was on the brink of not happening whatsoever. I mean, look, we're not in the fall anymore. We're in the winter, and this is a a new deal to attempt to squeeze in football, volleyball, Mm -hmm. cross-country, soccer, anything that is in the fall or overlaps in the uh, starts in the fall in some fashion especially football you can only play one game a week that that's just like the physical limit for high school so and they want to squeeze in a season before a certain date i think is early april they want to squeeze it in by so you're talking about just over a month to squeeze in a regular season in a playoff and the idea is for football and it's crazy it's a bcs sort of deal at the end of the regular season after maybe four games there's going to be a vote to pick the one and two seed, and then that's that's your playoff. There's one. There's going to be one game. There's not going to be another round. It will go straight to the state finals. So, whew, it's to me, it seems like kind of mission impossible to pull that off at the high school level. I don't know how you figure that out, but that's what's been happening since Tuesday. Athletic directors, high school football coaches have been meeting with the NMAA to just brainstorm okay what what is the way we could do this and what would be the most meaningful and logistically best way to try to pull it off so i have no idea what they're going to do i'm excited to to see what they've come up with by monday because that's when we're going to hear some sort of news by monday morning so so the logistics haven't been worked out yet you don't know how many people can practice when you can practice how many people can be together has this been discussed yet right now it's small groups it's been small groups for quite some time after they came out of the initial like hard lockdown, they went into the five one pods, meaning just like five kids and this is a every sport too. Fall, winter, spring. And and I saw it firsthand a couple of days ago at the Rio Rancho baseball practice when I caught up with the legendary Ron Murphy. Every sport right now is practicing in small groups in New Mexico. So it's better than nothing because you know, you they all could just be stuck at home not being able to do anything in person together. So certain sports it's it's very helpful to do the small groups and in other sports it's it's really holding them back especially football so right. that's what that's really all they're able to do right now so like the scheduling to me seems like it's going to be just a, you know, a a bear yeah. you know it's going to be it's going to be the stock market yesterday so like yeah. how are you going to figure this thing out is it you hey guys we're going to play basketball on Mondays we're going to do track on Tuesdays yeah. uh Wednesdays an off day uh Thursday Friday Saturday we're going to try to squeeze in a couple football games around tennis and soccer and like what's what's like the vision cuz I don't yeah. know if I see it man Yeah and and it's going to be hard whether you're a big high school or a small high school because there are so many kids in this state that play multiple sports and there's so many yeah. that play each both the fall winter and spring and there yeah. are kids right now that have been dying to play that are like i don't care what i got to do i'm playing football basketball baseball i'm playing golf tennis whatever they yeah. play they want to do it yeah. all and i've even talked to to people like trey watson who's committed to fresno state there are kids that have d1 commitments already that have no intention of sitting out seasons Tyler Keene's another one from Las Lunas committed to UCLA, signed with UCLA already for football. And all these kids, they want to stick with their senior classmates and they want to play as many sports as they can. Love that. So, And it's great. It's admirable. Is that the healthiest thing for them to do? Is, is it going to be healthy for them to be playing a basketball game, uh, potentially a track meet and a football game all in one, in one week? 
I that doesn't sound like it's a good idea, but I think the coaches and the, and the student athletes are trying to figure out a game plan. We have this twenty February twenty second start date, so now we're planning moving towards that. Certain districts, it's going to be pushed back. APS is probably one of them. It's going to be pushed back in some fashion because they have to figure out when in class, uh, you know, when those when those can when the hybrid model can start. You have your virtual classes you could choose from or your in-person classes to choose from. That's a huge requirement the NMAA laid out from the get-go and uh, and the PED actually, more, more even before the NMAA, the Public Education Department, they said the only way you can be in athletics or activities, you have to be in a district that has a hybrid model. So let's, that's, let's, that's one thing that's been figured speak, out at least. Speaking of hybrid models, so you're saying every High school athlete is going to be Jim Thorpe. They're going to. That's what I heard. They're going to play baseball on Monday, and they're going to swim on Tuesday, and then basketball Wednesday, and then roller hockey on Thursday, and then Friday night lights. They're going to play football on Friday, and then on top of that, some of them are doing student <laughs> debates. <laughs> some of them are doing student council. I mean, they're going to throw as much on their plate as they can. They're, they're trying to make up for lost time. Sure. Spring sports did not happen at all in 2020. We can't forget that. There's no baseball, softball, track, golf, tennis. Everything going on in the spring did not happen in 2020. So that's probably the best news about thir- Tuesday's announcement was, okay, we're going to have not only spring sports, but maybe even close to a full season for spring sports. And there's a lot going on in the spring. There, there's, there's kids that play multiple sports just in the spring, let alone overlapping the fall, winter, and spring. So Let's do this, yeah. Brandon. Let's, uh, and by the way, I appreciate you just jumping over all these hurdles. You are the track star here. When we get back from break, we're going to keep breaking down the decathlon that is now high school sports for some of these kids. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinon, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The back on the program. Okay. I don't need the exact name because I don't know who it is, guys. I don't, I don't know enough about the top high school and prep athletes in the state to be able to name it. But there will be a young man who this spring will score a touchdown, will hit a home run, will pin his opponent, will hit a three-pointer. Will, like, he's going to, like, all in one week. Like, what a crazy week that is going to be for, like, a young man in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it, That's I mean, the story. There's so many sports that are going to overlap. Potentially, yeah. Who who do I draft in my Albuquerque high school <laughs> <laughs> fantasy good team? Que- good question. Oh, there's a lot to choose from, and I mean, I haven't talked to uh, too many of the student athletes specifically about playing multiple sports at once, but I, it, uh, people are thinking about doing it. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones. I me- I mentioned earlier Tyler Keen committed to UCLA for football. He plays football and basketball. Trey Watson committed to Fresno State football. Plays football and basketball. Jay Sean Lowry of La Cueva committed to UNM football, plays football and basketball. So just early on, um, they if you had a fantasy league <laughs> for kids playing these multiple sports, those those three are you know the first that could come off the top of my head. But there's a long list um, of, of kids across the state, not just in uh, the metro that are doing stuff. You know, there's one person I wanted to, to bring up that a couple of weeks ago, made a big decision. Clovis quarterback uh, Chance Harris, actually, he was planning on early enrolling to Colorado State. He, he's a, a quarter, He's like I said, Clovis quarterback, committed to Colorado State. He decided to graduate early altogether from high school, mm-hmm. and he left 
and he's now moved on to Colorado State. And if he had thought about it a couple more weeks, he could have tried to squeeze in a season with Clovis. Now, and I bring up Clovis because that's a team that a lot of people consider a state title contender. They made it to the semifinals and came very close to beating Cleveland, the eventual defending champ. So because of this situation being dragged on and delayed after you know, delayment and postponement, I should say. Uh, yeah, Chance is missing out on his senior season in high school football, and Clovis is, is missing their, their star QB, and so that's a tough deal for them. You're excited for Chance to move on to college, and he had that lined up. Not a lot of kids have that option. I think particularly in New Mexico, have the option to early enroll to a Division One program and compete for a starting job, which is what Harris plans on doing. Um, that's a, a niche thing, but I think it was worth noting that the high school season was in football in, in general was dragged on for so long that certain kids had to make important decisions, and he's one of them. And so, um, yeah, there's there's a lot that's happened over the last ten months, and especially especially the last few months in in uh, affecting the future of high school athletes. And so many of them are trying to find college opportunities still. So this is big for them to get on the field, get some tape even for four weeks maybe for a, a high school football player in the regular season, get some sort of tape to show coaches like, okay, this is what I can do right now. This is what I've done for the, the season that I was allowed to do. Some, uh, I read an article online by, by some guy named Brandon Ortega, and he talks about the uh, hybrid model of learning. You could, you could play sports if you're in a hybrid right. model. What, what does the hybrid model really look like to these student athletes? Well, I think just the – idea is you have the option of either continuing to do virtual which is what everyone's been doing since since the uh, school calendar started up again in the fall or you can come in person now we we it hasn't even been figured out if you're gonna play sports you have to do in person that hasn't been that's that's one of a long list of things being talked about since Tuesday over the weekend and will probably be presented on Monday. My guess is they're going to require student athletes, if you want to play sports or even do an activity at the school, it's got to be in person. I would think that's going to be the case, but I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe they allow kids that this is, okay, you're already used to your, to your virtual routine. So go ahead and keep doing that. And then at the end of the day, go to practice, go to your games and whatnot. That I, I would, I, I would be, if I was a parent, of a high school, I mean, I have a three-year-old, but if I was if I was a parent of a high school kid right now, I would be okay either way if they're allowed to do virtual or in person because I think at the end of the day, you want to keep things as safe as possible. Yes, things are safer now; numbers are going getting lower. Vaccinate vaccinations are out there, and 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 also I want to say I really hope teachers get va- all teachers get vaccinated. High school, middle school, elementary, any level of teaching, they got to be vaccinated. You got to try your best to vaccinate, vaccinate all of them before school starts in person. As well. What I understand is healthcare workers and educators are all in one A, so they should all have the chance to right. get vaccinated first. But I know that not all of them have been vaccinated yet. Sure. There's a there's a lot of them, and I, they're working on it. But you got the PED, CDC, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not more, yeah. more knowledgeable on who is in charge of that. But you got to make that a priority. I think it sounds like it is. But it's got to be a huge re- requirement and, and it's got to be mandatory for these districts I, to get these teachers vaccinated ASAP. I love that you're using that term um, priority 
Because, like, in, in Brandon, I mean, everyone knows you were a stand-up student, straight A's. Not really. You but. were valedictorian. <laughs> no, was not, it was not that. You, you were uh, president of the student council. No, and I that's think false, there was, a, there was a 4-H club there where you went to high school. You were president of that. Um, FFA. Like, I know you were that guy. You were that guy. Me and Van, we were DGENs. Me and Van were not you. And for, like, our high school years with sports – there was a balance, right? Like I had a job like working at the burger stand. Like yeah. I had a job pushing the carts at the target. Like Van had a job selling uh, d- drugs. I don't know what Van did in high school. Ooh, that's mi- like, that's uh, mildly accurate. That's, that's, <laughs> so, You're not so, that far off from the truth. He had a lemonade stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had a lemonade stand. That's what we call it. Yeah, that's a pixie, uh, pixie dust. So, uh, so with this said – what are these? How do these kids like balance this stuff? That's where it gets to a point with me where it's too much, right? Because you have you have athletics, you have schoolwork, you have uh, maybe maybe you have a part time job. I know you have a girlfriend. I know you're going through puberty. I know you're like your whole life is upside down. Should New Mexico? Should the NMAA? Should APS? Should they just say, "Hey, sports doesn't fit on your plate right now"? Like, should there be a higher power to say? Put it elsewhere. Worry about vaccinations. Worry about why all your grades are a, are a letter lower than where they were, you know, this time last year. Or or is this just like a an outlet that kids have to have? Like, what, what's your right. vibe on that? I, I And I think that's what it is right there. It's an outlet that the, that the kids should have a choice to do. It should be their choice because they haven't had a choice since March. It was taken away from them. They couldn't even decide. It, it was – you know, a flat locked, you know, a slam dunk of a lockdown. We're not doing in-person classes. You don't even have a choice. You're not playing sports. You don't even have a choice. Mm-hmm. At least give them a choice. I'm, I'm, you know, that's if I could try to advocate something, at least try give the kids a choice. And you bring up a really important thing that some of these kids are working. There are families in the metro and the throughout the state of Albuquerque that need their children to work right now. They're, they're kids that are juniors, let's see, even sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school. They they actually need some support from the children to help out. That's just the dynamic that some families have, you know, that, that that's going on in their in their lives. And so, not, yeah, right, and, and that's important. You can't just think about the kids that are in, are in a stable environment and, and have the financial support from their parents to not have to work. Right now, that's important. So you 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 bring up a great point. There's athletics, there's academics, there's also that too. Some of them have been working throughout the pandemic. Let's dive more into how it takes a village. Where we get back on the other side, because I'm having a lot of fun talking about uh, student athletes. I'm having a lot of fun talking about high school sports. Let's uh, let's put at least 15 more minutes into it. Dave Buster presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon, 95.9 FM AM 610 D Sports Animal. Back on the program. Brandon Ortega, who you're familiar with, because you're familiar with local sports, and he covers them for KOB. Brandon, thanks for giving us so much time this morning. My pleasure, guys. It's it's always really fun to get up in the morning with you guys. Let me tell you what happened, Fred. What happened, my friend? So, me and Brandon go disc golfing yesterday, as yes. as we often do. It's a very but we haven't in a while. Actually. A very no, it's been a, a minute, while, isn't yeah. it? At least through the whole holidays, as we normally do, which is a very fun, easily socially distanced thing to do in yes. the Albuquerque community. Correct. And we go we go play some disc golf and then after disc golf we, we go have a beer 
Oh. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up with Brandon Ortega spooning me. Wow. And I roll over and I'm like, wow. Hey, buddy, you want to come? You want to come do some radio this morning? <laughs> wow. You, you want to come on? Only half that story is true. Is that we only disc golf? Oh, that's not accurate at all. The rest of it, the rest of it was the beer imagining. Oh, you, me there. I wasn't there. Oh, okay. I took my son home. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and, you're, and you're burying the lead by by not telling everyone that we played an intense, another tense, and then another intense battle. You only beat me by two, and I was pushing my son on a stroller. Yeah, up and down the hills the whole time. So, an objective observer might might say that that we tied because if you're pushing your kid in a stroller during a disc golf match, I think that gives you two strokes at least. Man, I was gassed by like at least the ten or eleventh tee. <laughs> all those I was, hills. I was getting really tired. All those hills at Roosevelt Park, man. That, yeah, that was really fun. It was, it was impressive. I'm gonna be honest. It's very impressive. You can't play if you can't carry your own bag. I mean, that's the rule. Sure. Yeah, you got to be able to carry your bag. It sounds to me like you're pushing, Brandon. So I mean, I was, you got to carry your bag. I was pushing. Um, hey, we're always dis. Every time we talk about disc golf, you know how like, uh, Trevor Lawton, friend of the show, he's a listener of the program. Um, we, we were talking about disc golf on the air when, and he like literally finds us on social media and is like, "I'm the biggest disc golfer in town. Let me right. help you guys out." And like, well, we saw we, Marcus out there. I forget his last oh, name. Oh, okay. Mar- yeah. yeah, Marcus. Yeah, the, uh, Marcus from the Albuquerque Disc Golf Club Facebook group. Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was out there just. Man, can he throw? We saw can, a couple of monster throws by his group. Yeah, there was a, there was a foursome that we ran into, and they're like actually talented and good yes. at it. I definitely overcompensated on my next throw. <laughs> I was like, I could throw far too, and then way to the right. We, when we were going out there, you know, every other day during the summer, Van shows up to play disc golf and like cut off blue jean jorts, and like all these guys are like. Who is this clown? Like it's <laughs> yeah. like when Rodney Dangerfield walks into the like oh, clubhouse yeah. to like tee off. Like that's Van yeah, we out us- there. We that's usually have vibe, a little dude. music going. We usually do have some sort of music going on someone's phone or sure. device. Yeah, you could yeah, we- you could pry my jorts from my cold dead hands, Fred. <laughs> I'm never not gonna. Yeah, the Albu- Albuquerque disc golf scene is a uh, it's a communal scene. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and, uh, and all those people involved are, are yeah. At least for the most part, very excellent. So there you go. It's like um, a, it's like a cult without all the bad stuff. It is. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you, you have it's one of the regularly good told me you're interested in starting a cult. We just talked this about that yesterday, literally last night. Yeah. So, um, we talked about sports coming back. We talked about who can do it. We talked about if the kids can handle it. But I tell you what, my last question to you boys: Can it be done safely? Mm-hmm. That's like, the most that's important kinda, thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's my last concern. Like. Do, do are there any sort of announcements on on what's going to be put in place? Like right. what's going to how is COVID going to work? How are you going to keep these kids from not doing kid stuff and making sure they're making the right decisions? Do you have any sort of insight that on Brandon, or are we yeah. about to project a lot? Well, I got a glimpse at it that Rio Rancho School District is allowing essentially all of their sports to practice right now, and I caught up with their baseball team on Thursday to speak with the legend. Longtime coach of the actually as long as Rio Ranchos had baseball, he's been the head coach. Ron Murphy um, caught up with him and his son. So baseball is already out on the field, as well as the other sports in Rio Rancho right now, uh, and 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 everyone else is doing small group stuff too. But uh, I brought up Rio Rancho because I saw what they're doing as far as protocols. It starts with the temperature check. That's I think that's going to be a standard for everybody which is great. You start off with the temperature check, and right now they're still in small groups. They can't be bunched up 
you know, doing an activity together. It's got to be a five-to-one pod, and they're doing that. They're social distancing. They're all wearing masks. So that's a start. I know that fogging machines are going to be available to anyone that can afford them. They're not necessarily cheap to purchase. So I know some I know- local DJs that might have some. Yeah, smart. <laughs> I don't know if those are the same. I don't have the same effect. That's not yeah. the same thing. But uh, <laughs> certainly the schools that can afford that, and look, that's not everybody, but um, schools that can afford it are going to fog where they can to to try to you know clean up the, the areas that have had people around uh, and, and touching. So, yeah, there's already protocols that have – that are in place now that have actually been in place uh, for quite some time with temperature checks and small group stuff and mask wearing. That's just the start of it. There's probably going to be more required if I'm I'm feel like I know what the governor standards have been and the NMAA standards will be. Uh, they're going to be high because you have to do everything you possibly can to keep the children safe because that is what matters. More than any box score, more any any win, any state championships. It's all about keeping them safe. So there's there's definitely protocols in place now, and there will be more coming. Is so, there a really good example? Oh, I'm sorry, Van. No, go ahead, buddy. Off. Is is there a really good example for the class? Like, is there a state that is like doing it so well that New Mexico is like, oh hey, let's let's mirror that. Let's do what they're doing. Or is this a figure it on your own kind of? I deal? think it still is figure it out on your own to an extent, but. The surrounding states of New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Colorado, from my understanding, have all done high school sports from the start of the school year. They haven't really missed a beat uh, as far as starting on time. Now, did some of them take a little longer to finish a season because of COVID outbreaks and they, they took a pause to get that all sorted out? For sure, there were some, like Texas took quite some time to finish their high school football season, but they did finish it in December or January at the latest. Uh, forgive me for not knowing that date exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it, there, there's not a formula necessarily that they could follow from other states, but there's, there's – and I'm sure Sally Marquez being the very intelligent woman she is – I'm sure she's calling the UIL, which is the association in Texas for the high schools. I'm sure she's calling other states to see what they've been doing for sure because she's a, she's a smart lady and she knows what she's doing. Now, look, she's going, her, the NMAA is jumping in something they've never done before, obviously. No one's ever done this before. Um, but this, there's other states around us that have already gotten it in the books. So, yeah, they're definitely uh, – learning what they can from what people have done and are doing right now. I mean, there's states right now that are playing basketball and all the other winter sports, and they've already gotten football in. So, yeah, you can't necessarily say that there's a formula to follow, but there's a lot of ideas they can try out that other states have tried out too. you got to think this is a huge boom to the mental health of yeah. all these young athletes because yeah. you know they, they've been cooped up. They've been they've been cooped up through this whole pandemic, and they finally like, we're going to go outside every day. We're going to exercise every day. We're finally going to get back to an interest that we really love. Just starting living their lives in a more normal fashion, sure, sure. in, in some do, fashion. Yeah. Let's do this, fellas. Brandon, are you sticking around, or you got to go? I'll, I'll go for one more. All right, let's go for one more. We'll put a bow on it when we get back. 
top of the hour. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studios, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610 D Sports Animal. Back on the program. The program only goes to 10.30 today. The Lady Lobos are playing the Fresno State, Fresno Staters. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? The Bulldogs? I, Bulldogs, I yeah. Going for back-to-back, going for the sweep, and I think three wins in a row. For the, First for off, the how dare the Lady Lobos not consult us on okay. the on the tip-off? <laughs> I, yeah. need, I need that 30 minutes. They're, they're trying to get home early from Amarillo. I don't, even, Amarillo I don't even get business. warmed up until like 10.30. Like the last <laughs> half of the program is my best work. You you only do the varsity. <laughs> That's all I show up for is the last half hour. You guys got JJ coming on JJ. Yeah. Yeah, to, to lead that JJ. in. That's great. Yeah, JJ Buck, broadcaster for the Lady Lobos, joining us, and also you hear him throughout the week when you wake up with the sports animal opening JJ drive. Buck. Yeah. So yeah, I got some breaking news for you, boys. Oh, break the news. Non-sports related. Oh, okay. A lot of people say that California is going to fall into the ocean. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. Yesterday, chunks of California literally fell into the ocean. Multiple pieces of Highway 1, south of the Big Sur, south of San Fran, fell into the ocean. So highway, all of Highway 1 in California is closed. All of Highway 1? How bonkers. That's a that? lot. If you're talking about the entire thing, the whole thing is closed. The whole thing didn't fall into the ocean. Yeah, because you. So I. But did, I mean, it spans saw, a lot of. Yeah, that, it's, that, it's almost a long the whole, highway. It's almost the whole coast. Well, you know, yeah. Brandon, as a native Californian, that once you get on the one, the Pacific Coastal, you can't get off. Like that's right. kind of it. Like there's nowhere to. You go into little towns off of it, but you can't get off of it. So yeah, I, I did see where because the one is shut down, one hour oh long my goodness. Now I'm looking at the four video. hours. Isn't it bonkers? Wow, yeah, there's a, an amazing drone video of a part of the highway just sunken in. So you can wow. you can neither Cal- get off Trans. or get on the highway Cal- one right now. Caltrans D5 at Caltrans D5 on Twitter if you want to check it out. It's wow. Yeah, where it is did jaw-dropping. Get, where did you guys have on your 2021 apocalypse bingo the country dissolving into the ocean. Where did you guys have that? <laughs> was not on mine. I didn't have not it. I didn't have it until March. This is a little okay. early. Yeah, it was a little early. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> l- hey, I, I got the stock market. That one makes sense. This whole GameStop thing. We'll go into at length where we talk about the Mets here in a little bit. But yeah, that's uh, that's weird. That's weird that the country is just giving up, literally, and falling <laughs> into the ocean. Wah wah. I hope. I mean, geez. I mean. Thoughts going out to anyone that came near that. Hopefully, no one came near that yeah. when it happened. I I can't get that information right now. This you would have to imagine something happened for it. Like I understand yeah. mudslides. I understand it's all probably that stuff too works. early to know. But it's a yeah. Um, yeah it yeah anyone that came near that yeah could have gone in in a lot of danger. They, so. they probably had <laughs> to stop shooting on Fast and the Furious Thirteen. Uh, imagine being the first okay. person to see that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oof. That could you stuff. go like I've done that trip. I've done like the coastal highway there and it's beautiful. It's like it's sure. yeah. do big sur, do all that stuff, change your life, uh, pebble beach, blah blah blah. But like um if you're thinking like, Oh, here I am, it's a January 
like escape from reality. I'm gonna go, to, and then it's just literally the apocalypse in front of you. Like, how, do we, it's the, how do we pivot the, to sports from this? You, oh, I, I got you. <laughs> well, hey, you just I, ask. You just ask a question. That's kinda, yeah. So yeah. we're talking about end times, but where can fans of high school sports end? their day with coverage, Brandon. What is KOB going to do to cover high school athletics, and, and how are you going to bring it to everyone? Well, New Mexico Game Day, I haven't even talked to the bosses yet about it, but New Mexico Ooh, Game okay. Day, as far as I'm concerned, is coming back because we haven't had it since the state basketball championships in March. It's a show of highlights. So we have no, we've had no highlights to, to talk about since then, and that's certainly going to be coming back as far as I know. And that's exciting because it's been going on since the mid-90s. And uh, I've been able to carry the torch uh, the last few years hosting it. So you can definitely count on that. And I would assume we're going to do some virtual uh, visits from from teams. Because teams used to come into the studio, sit on the bleachers that we got in the studio and clap it up and sit down with a coach or a player or two and to talk about what they're up to off the field. Uh, I, I would expect we're going to have some virtual experiences with that now just to keep the social distancing at at, at you know the, the highest level we can to be safe so that that for sure but you know i gotta say even since march we haven't had games going on in high school the high school level we've still been telling stories so that's going to continue too uh while the games resume there's so many amazing stories out there in the state of new mexico so we'll, we'll keep finding those stories to tell so that's yeah that's definitely gonna be happening in KLB for sure so we've been mostly talking about high school sports and youth sports. What is this going to mean for professional and semi-professional sports in New Mexico? Is is there a light at the end of the tunnel for these guys? Yeah, I think there's a hope that, I mean, look, if high school sports are able to happen in, in this state, then college teams like UNM and New Mexico State, they'll be able to have their games at home finally. They'll be able to, like the men's basketball and women's basketball team, be able to play in the pit finally for the first time in what feels like forever. And the professional teams, Isotopes, New Mexico United, um, the Gladiators, you've got the New Mexico Ice Wolves now, uh, and, and all, all these other levels of, of sports we have, they're all potentially going to be able to play at home. And that, and probably no spectators right away, that's more, more than likely, but at least they'll get to play home. Because New Mexico United spent the entire season on the road last year, and that was tough to watch them go through that. It, it was a mentally draining thing more than anything for those guys. Isotopes didn't get to have a season last year in 2020. So excited at the possibility and the likelihood of them having a season. He talked about John Traub earlier. Really, really hoping him and his organization can get them back on the field. That would be great to see. I'm in... On everything coming back, if safe, yeah, that's kind of my that's my walk away on it. It's it's yes, I get it. I recognize that what it's something crazy like forty seven other states are already playing high school athletics. Yeah, um, so you know it's been tough. It's been tough for New Mexican. It's been it's been tough for these kids to to lose so much. And and kind of the last takeaway is you know we were talking about like getting some stuff on film and and be able to show it to colleges and this and that. But the real truth of it is for these kids. 10 years from now and 15 years from now and 20 years from now, you're going to have an incredible story about your senior year of high school. You're still going to play fantasy football with these kids that you grew up with. Like you're going to be coaching JV football, you know, at your alma mater with your buddy that you grew up with. And you're going to have this connection. And, and I do think it's important for kids to be able to have this and kids to be able to share this um, and, and more power to them if they get to, you know, a, a college level of any sort. But what is it? It's like 99% of kids don't. 
Right. Yeah, and and those kids are still gonna you know have their bowling leagues. They're gonna they're gonna do those things. So I'm pumped. I, I'm glad the state's moving forward in a way. Um, but I'm only glad if done safely. Like, and, and it, I, yes, and I feel like the thing that makes it safer is having no spectators. Look, I want to go to the state championships this year and have a packed house. That yes. would be amazing. Is it the safest thing to do right now? No. Probably not. And the governor's office and the public education department, they are taking every – you can count on it that they're taking every precaution necessary for this high school season to keep the kids as safe as possible, and it probably requires no spectators. We don't know that 100% yet, but that is the likely scenario. And look, it's better than nothing, I feel like, for the high school athletes to at least be playing – with no spectators, they're not playing at all. So that's probably, we, we mentioned it earlier, it's probably something very likely that's going to happen. And, and I'm on board for whatever is the safest thing. I'm not the expert. I, I, I feel like I know what's safer, but I don't do all the research the PED does and the governor's office and the NMAA does. Now, look, there's other states out there that have had spectators and are still having spectators. Is that the safest thing to be doing right now? I would say no. But they're doing it, and it's possible New Mexico could. But I'm feeling like that's not going to happen. Fred, I know you played basketball, and I played baseball and football. And, and Brandon, I know you uh, you like had a knitting club or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my, I so, remember that. I, first, I, I, first team All-State. Yeah, you're very good. I, 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 <laughs> you're still good at it, too. I see your work. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad these kids like, get to have these experiences with their peers, and they could build like lifelong memories yeah. with their friends. And that's something a lot of seniors missed out on last year. And it's, it's, it's super sad that these kids didn't get to have those experiences it, with their it, friends. It was a nightmare that these kids have to keep reliving every day until they get back on the field. And look, some people are going to say it's just sports. Some people are going to say it's not that big a deal, you didn't get to play. But it was a big deal. Sure. Especially for the kids that lost all the spring sports. And those seniors that lost the spring sports. It's something that they look forward to doing. It's, it's a privilege that they appreciated, and it was taken away from them. So, yeah, it's something for them to look forward to. It's something for these seniors to end on a high note. And for football, whether it's only four games or five games, whatever they're going to get to play, it's still so much better than nothing. So it's great. It's great to have some hope now. I'm in on it. I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know how people are going to take it in. I I assume ProView is going to do the outstanding job that they always do, kind of bringing the games to the masses. Um, but yeah, no, exciting, excellent, um, and if all goes well, I mean, obviously vaccinations rolling out and, and precautions and hybrid learning styles, like maybe some of these kids get a prom, you know, maybe some of these kids get a graduation, you know, maybe they get a little normalcy. I know, Vane, you have a daughter who graduated high school last year during yeah. like, COVID-19, like, like that was, do you, do you use the word traumatizing or was it not that to her? Was it, was it just a bump? Like what was her vibe on, on having all that kind of life taken away from her? Well, I mean, she's she's an, an eternal optimist. She's a, really a, a glass half full kind of girl. And like her pops. She take yep. Yeah, there you go. She takes her studies very seriously, et cetera, et cetera. But she missed out on prom. She missed out on dances. She missed out on the homecoming football game. Uh, she reci- missed out, recitals too, right? Everything. Yeah, she, she missed she's, out. She's in, into music. Yeah, she's a musician, and she missed out on all that stuff too. But in her perspective, and I know it's not this, the case for all these kids because a lot of them are you know, super bummed out, super depressed, that they're missing out on their lives. But 
her perspective is I had the most unique experience in the history of seniors of high school ever. Right. right. That's it's unprecedented. It's never happened before. So she looks at it as like, hey, like I made it through this. I got to live through this and I got a cool story for the rest of my life. Britton Ortega is going to bring you all the stories from high school athletics, at least, I guess, starting now until until they don't do it anymore. So that's a cool thing. Brandon, it's all on KOB. Follow you on Twitter. What's your Twitter, Brandon? Brandega, B-R-A-N-D-E-G-A. Uh, always a pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me again. I like you in real life, and I like you on the radio. Like you too, buddy. I love you. Appreciate Aww. you, buddy. Aww. When we get back. I want to talk more baseball before we put the rest of the program into football. Van, I have a team that I hate now, and it's the New York Mets. I can't wait to hear all about it. (laughs) Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. How much better, Van, is sports when you have someone to hate? How much better is life when you have an arch nemesis. How much motivation can you personally have when when you just yearn for someone to fail and lose? Like the Cubs, you being a Cardinal fan? Yes, like the Cubs. Me being a Brewers fan, the Cardinals and the Cubs. Okay, I mean, we're not taking <laughs> shots here, Vital. But yes, the Chicago Bears that you hate so much. I got a new Very one that true. I hate. Okay, I got a new one that I hate. I know Van is helping Star of TV and Radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. Van's back. For the last hour out of the, out of the office. Van, I have an arch nemesis now in baseball. I no longer hate the, the, the floundering Cubs, okay? I have an arch nemesis. Hit me with it. It's the Mets. But it's not the Mets. <laughs> Go on. If you live under a rock this past week, the entire capitalist structure of the entire country was brought to its knees by a group of nerds on the Internet who decided to, I guess, through outsider trading. Is that even a term? I don't know if that's a term. Sure. It is now. Just obliterated hedge funds. Obliterated, Van. Like, these multi-billion. Did you hear the letter I used to start that? Billion. B-b-b-billion. That regularly squeeze stock prices and short sale and, 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 and regularly put people on the street. 2008, if you need an example, listener. They, were, they, got, they got a taste of their own medicine this week, man. When nerds on Reddit bought all of the stocks that they weren't supposed to buy at the exact same time, like forcing buyouts and forcing like liens and forcing hedge funds to, to lose all of the money. And included in that is Mets owner Steve Cohen, who is a, a hedge fund billionaire. Multiple billions of dollars in his bank account. And if you're not familiar with the story, uh, a Reddit group of dorks and trolls yes pumped up the stock of GameStop and if you don't know how short stocks work hedge fund managers lost billions of dollars and one of them was Steve Cohen 
who lost $750 million (laughs) in one day. In one day. So sorry, Mets fan, you're not going to sign Trevor Bauer anymore. Daddy's broke. (laughs) Now, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Steve Cohen's net worth is about 15 billion bucks. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> but what he did was, what happened was, what happened was, he just threw a conniption. Like he got on social media and he decided to fight with radio personality and he decided to fight with fan and he decided to fight with troll and his Twitter went on a woe is me. I'm a crying billionaire. I can't believe. And by the way, don't fight on the Internet with Dave Portnoy. If you're not familiar with Dave Portnoy, you should be, first of all. But like. He is more articulate than you. He is more eloquent than you. He will speak to you in a way to where you will lose. So, oh wow, I'm a multi-billionaire. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> People did to me in one day what I've been doing in the market for decades. Uh. Steve Cohen says, "Quote on Twitter." He tweets, "Hey Dave, what's your beef with me? I'm just trying to make a living, just like you." Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you don't your... you don't work at Arby's, Steve. <laughs> no. You're a billionaire. Oh God! Unreal. You know what happens when billionaires lose their billions of dollars, man? They just they just uh, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and work real hard to get a billion dollar weight. That's yeah. not how billions works. Yeah, may- maybe you should uh, cancel your Netflix subscription and stop <laughs> eating avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know if you just cut five dollar Starbucks out of your daily routine, well, you know what? I actually need that, friend. I need that little moment of happiness and that yeah. shot of of legal cap drug that I'm addicted to just to get through this terrible life because I'm not a billionaire hedge fund owner. Yeah, maybe maybe you should buy great value instead of hunts. Oh gosh. Quit, so quit it, wasting it, your money on these big big ticket items like spaghetti. Just buy beans, Steve. I'm opening my Robin Hood <laughs> app right now, okay? okay? So as we're on air speaking, I'm looking up the current this moment GameStop price, okay? So uh and of course all right, here we go. So it is currently over $300, fan. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with GameStop, because maybe, maybe you're a boomer or maybe you're a millennial that only does digital or maybe you're a Gen Zer that's only ever played video games on your phone, the, uh, the thing about GameStop is it's worth about $0.12. Cents. Like, it's brick and mortar. It's a, ten, it's try- a $10 stock, and it's yes. over $300 right now. Trying to sell digital content through a physical store. Like, What? So, so anyways, there's, Van, are you ready? There's like 500, there's 50.57 million shares of this, all at $312 a piece. (laughs) I love it so much. I cannot. I just cannot handle it. So, Steve Cohen, he has this breakdown on Twitter. Um, So good. I hate him. I hate the Mets. I love that Boomer Esiason attacked him. I love that he's just like, like WFAN is just bleeding them dry, and here's your breaking news. You ready for this? Breaking news. Hit it. So about 20 minutes ago, um, the New York Mets put out this press release. Are you ready? Oh. Because, because last night, Steve Cohen shuts down his Twitter. Uh-huh. He deletes the whole thing. At like He didn't get Nolan Arenado. He deletes Twitter. So, all right, so here's the statement uh, from Steve Cohen and the Mets. This is an official statement. Quote, I've really enjoyed the back and forth with Mets fans on Twitter which was unfortunately 
overtaken this week by misinformation unrelated to the Mets that led to our family getting personal threats. All right, I'm going to come out of the quote for a second. No, no, that did not happen. It did not happen. <laughs> you are lying. The New York Mets are lying to you. Steve Cohen's family was not under – and if someone on Twitter was like, you're a jerk and I'm going to egg your car, here's the thing. He lives in a castle on top of a mountain on, top, on a floating cloud. Like, Steve Cohen cannot be touched by human being that he doesn't want to touch him. Continuing. So I'm going to take a break for now. We have other ways to listen to your suggestions and remain committed to doing that. I love our team, this community, and our fans, who are the best in baseball. Okay, I mean, every, like, 29 other teams would like to talk to you real quick. False. (laughs) Bottom line, this is the week's events. Oh, excuse me, quote. Bottom line is that this week's events in no way affect our resources and drive to put a championship team on the field. Hashtag Let's Go Mets. So. Prove it. Sign, (laughs) Sign Trevor Bauer. Do anything. Do anything. God, you're pathetic. You like you are it is the definition of embarrassing to look me in the eye, tell me how upset you are that you just lost seven hundred and twenty five million dollars in one single day, and then say, I only got fourteen and a half billion left. Like you're super soft, bud. You're super soft, Steve Cohen. I hate your guts and I hate your team. So he lost seven hundred fifty million dollars in one day. Yes. You can sign Trevor Bauer for twenty two years <laughs> for seven hundred fifty. You could you could tie up the best pitcher on the market for twenty two years for that amount of money. Oh man. Sign him. Prove it. Prove it. Give him a twenty two year contract. Already are with Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, they're paying for Bobby Bonilla still. <laughs> I've low-key hated the Mets for a long time. Like, I always thought, like, David Wright was wasted. I always thought he should have been the biggest thing in baseball. But Steve Cohen, I hate. I hate his face. <laughs> I hate his Twitter. I hate that he, he tried to fight with Radio Guy, which is not a thing. Like, that was a I very, love- that was a very dumb move. You don't, so you, don't, dumb. you don't pick a fight with yeah. a professional smartass. No. They're going to be better than you. I don't care how intelligent and rich you are. Don't pick a fight with a professional smartass. I don't watch comedians on YouTube unless it's comedians like like going over on hecklers. And that's what this is. Like this is a like sir, I'm glad you're having a bad day. I'm going to I'm going to bask in it. Also, you very like you two know more than anyone in radio. I'm very much eat the rich. Like just eat them all. Like I don't care. Like you like yeah, Wall Street's you know, fake. I love watching this. Nothing about it's this fake. is real. It's so fake. It's fake. You, you, got, you got it proven to you. Yes. By half a million dorks on the internet who crashed your hedge fund. I hope you understand how the thing really works because you're seeing it in real time. Good for you. Go, dorks. You won this round. Keep going. Stock market just bombs yesterday. Just bombs. Like, worst day ever since October. Biden's America. Okay figure it out you see what happens in biden's america see what biden did to the economy no (laughs) half a million dorks on the internet did this we only got one more hour of the program because lady lobos at 10 30 joining us at 10 will be jj buck the voice of the lady logos uh van for the first time ever something happened or excuse me for only the ninth time ever something happened yesterday that is newsworthy okay ninth time ever okay 
when we get back. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico, Pinon, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're back on the program. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studios, powered by New Mexico, Pinon Coffee. Having a lot of fun this morning, Van. Talking a lot of high school sports, talking a lot of baseball. And we're, we're going to smash out the rest of the program with football, Lady Lobos, and Royal Rumble predictions. But, and I said it was yesterday, so I apologize. I, I gave you some bad information. It was three days ago, Van. Something happened for only the ninth time in the history of the world. Do you know what it was? I am on the edge of my seat, brother. Hit me. Major League Baseball did not nominate a single player for the Hall of Fame in 2021 oh we're going here i love this debate not a single player according to major league baseball of the 25 finalists that were in contention for the hall of fame received 75 percent of ballots which is the minimum eligibility in the baseball writers association of america's hall of fame what you're going to tell me of everyone who's retired in the last five to 15 years, none of them are Hall of Famers? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Just yes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Kurt Schilling. Deserves to be in. Deserves to be in. Did not get the votes. He, he'd be a first ballot garbage human Hall of Fame. But I think just on the field stuff, he definitely deserves to be in. He's kind of a garbage dude. Yeah, not, not a good human. 71%, so on the fringe there. I know he had said like some publicly, like publicly he said some stuff where he was like, don't even consider me, I'm out. This whole thing is stupid. You can only, vote, you can only vote for 10 people. On the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot, I see 12 Hall of Famers. Barry Bonds? Yes. Roger Clemens? Yes. Todd Helton? Yes. Jeff Kent? Yes. Scotty Rowland? Yes. Schilling? Yes. Who else you got? Gary Sheffield? Sheffield, Sosa, Vizquel. Yeah. Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones. Oh, and Manny Ramirez. These are all Hall of Fame players. They deserve to be in for their on-the-field accomplishments. I have the history of it. Okay, Van? Hit me. In 2013, nobody was voted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And it's not because no one was good enough. There was like a protest that year. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So notable first-timers in 2013 were guys like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Craig Biggio. I don't think he ever did a steroid in his life. Look at him. Mike Piazza, Sammy Sosa, guys that were, like, unknown for that kind of world. So none went in 2013. Uh, Craig Biggio eventually made it in, right? Correct. Very next year. So if I, if I, were, to be, if I were to say Van, guess, like, give me the last time before then. I don't think you'd be able to do it. No, there's no way. I wouldn't know that. 1996, okay? I thought it would have been longer. Yeah. And the only reason this one jumps out to me is a little weird is because 
some of the guys that were first year eligible. So like Keith Hernandez was first year eligible in 1996. Is Keith Hernandez a first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably not. No. I mean, obviously he wasn't. But Fred Lynn, Bob Boone, there were guys that were like Phil Necro was on the list at that time. Like you could have put him in. I wonder if that has anything to do with the strike because that was the year think. the year after the strike. Yeah, the 94, 95. Yeah. Yes. Um. I get it. I mean, I get, I get that like only a little over 1% of all Major League Baseball players ever get into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. In 1996, if you don't feel like Keith Hernandez is that, he's just not it. I'm not, I'm not that weirded out. 1971, first-timers available. Yogi Berra, Nellie Fox, Harvey Haddix. I don't know who Harvey Haddix is. I've never heard of him. But Yogi Berra? You he's can't a, put Yogi Berra in? He's a first ballot. What was the reason that year? What happened there? No clue. He won 10 World Series. <laughs> He's a first ballot, no doubt. Some people say Johnny Bench. I say Yogi Bear is the greatest catcher of all time. At that time, to be fair. To be fair. The only players to have made it in on the first time, aside from the, like, the original inaugural, you know, like whenever they first set up the Hall of Fame, the only players to go on on their first opportunity in the ballot were Ted Williams, Stan Musial, Jackie Robinson, and Bob Feller. So there's exclusive company at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it goes way back. It goes back to who even knows, you know, before horses stopped drawing carriages. So Major League Baseball is telling you there's not enough talent right now to keep putting guys in the Hall of Fame. True or false? This is... A little ninny fight. This is a take your gloves off, slap your opponent in the face fight. This is baseball riders thinking that they're bigger than the sport. I'll tell you what, Fred. I'm going to fix this. Oh. In this week's edition of Van Fixes Baseball, okay. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay? I'm a listener. Barry Bonds. Yeah. He's on Rushmore, right? He's one of the greatest. 100%. One of the greatest baseball players of all time. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer. Before he started growing his face, yes, with drugs. What do Barry Bonds's uh, face and GameStop, GameStop <laughs> stock have in common? Uh, they're growing exponentially. Yes. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, all st- Manny, Manny Ramirez, all steroid era guys, all should be in the Hall of Fame. These guys were all Hall of Famers before they got busted for roids or whether they got busted or not. So this is what you do. You let them in to the GD Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. because they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And then you knock down a wall and you have the steroid era wing where you talk about Balco. You talk about the home run chases. You talk about the increases in numbers. And you have statistics on players, what they did before and after the steroid era. And you have that part of baseball history forever. You have the steroid era wing of the Hall of Fame, and you let all these guys in because they're all they all deserve to be in there. If you're saying people are talking about if Barry Zito or Shane Victorino or Nick Swisher should be in or not, these guys shouldn't even be on the ballot because we got Barry Bonds, Roger Correct. Clemens, Sammy Sosa, Billy Wagner. Well, Billy Wagner's not caught up in a steroid controversy, but... All these guys should be in. Well, I'll tell you who shouldn't be is Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens is denied adamantly forever and legally pursues people who claim that he's done it. So if he gets in in a way to where it's like 
I, I can't put him in the steroid wing because all these other guys have admitted it. All these other guys have have said openly and publicly, "Hey, I'm a cheater. I'm a I'm a I'm a piece of crap. I'm the worst. I, you know, I don't love the game. I only love money." Which, by the way, I'm a big fan of D. Gordon. Like, I get that. Sure. Like, if if you hey, you juice your body to juice your contract. I'm not mad at you. Like, get paid, son. But Roger Clemens is the guy that's like, no, I'll, I'll sue you in New York. I'll sue you in Houston. I will, I'll sue you in Toronto. I don't care. Don't say I did steroids. Hey, guess what? Your buddy from New York and your buddy in Houston, Andy Pettit, already snitched on you. He already, <laughs> he already told the whole world that both of you guys were shooting up in the locker room to come back from injuries and enhance your performance. Everybody knows. Get over it. And it's obvious his face doubled in size. <laughs> he got so big, and the for whose forehead grows. How how much gum do you have to chew? There's yes. not enough hours in the day for you to chew that much gum for your face to be that size. You're a liar. Get over. It. Admit it. If you admit it, and like everyone comes together and has a press conference, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? We all did it. We're sorry." We were ashamed. Mm-hmm. Enough time has gone by. Enough time has elapsed that people understand this era in sports and this era in pop culture. Everyone knows why you did it. You did it so the lower guys below you wouldn't catch up with you. If you wanted to be the best, you wanted to stay on top, you had to do the same thing that people who weren't as talented as you were doing so you could remain that level of success and make that money. We get it. We understand. Come out and say it. Give the baseball writers a high five. Boys, you were right the whole time. And then just give them it. Put them in. Put them in. If they all get together like in a unison, like a player's union of sorts, and they were to say, hey, we're all cheaters. Let's talk about that wing in the Hall of Fame. Let's get us all in there. I want to put it on my business card. Have them all sit down with Ken Burns and have them all do that little interactive video at the Hall of Fame and have them tell the story. Because I tell you what, I will go to the Hall of Fame right now. If you, I will go to Cooperstown. If you have an exclusive, here's how we cheated. Here's the insides of it. Here's the out, here's what we made it look like. Here's how we feel like it affected what we did. That to me is so now like so much information that I would love to have. I would absorb that chapter of baseball. Absolutely, will we'll never happen. And there's a lot to be learned from the steroid era, not just in sports history, but in human history. Yes, like human behavior. It, the, the, the motivation to, to be the best, the motiv- doing whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. There is so much to be learned from this era in sports. We should take this as a lesson and, and use this data, use this information, and move forward and make sure that we don't do this again, not only in baseball or in sports or anything in culture. And I'm, I'm going to switch sports real quick with the same concept. Uh, Junior Sehow, Junior Sehow years ago, he says – you know, I, I didn't mind, you know, putting my body through this because I knew that it would benefit me, you know, financially. And obviously, you know, Junior Seahouse story came to the end of the way it did. And there's a thing that I think parallels baseball in that way to where like Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds or whoever these guys are like, yeah, I will screw up my body to help my paycheck. I'm that's how my value works mentally. And there's I don't know, some something really deep about that, something because I don't understand it. Let me dive in, you know. Let me learn that. You want to go to football, Van? You ready? Let's Talk do about it. your Packers. When we get back from the break, 
pour one out for the green and yellow. And we let Vital and Van connect a little bit, share their stories, share their remembrance, <laughs> show their respects. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We are a course, at least for me, Van, this morning. I don't know what you're doing there at the studio. It's New Mexico Pinon Coffee Morning. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Little boys to men into the road would be appropriate. It's something unpredictable, <laughs> but in the end, that's right. I hope you had the time of your life. You think, you think Matt Stafford's going to look good in a Packers uniform next year? Yeah, right. <laughs> Rodgers is going in nowhere. Come on. Oh, oh you're poking the bear, coming in hot. Is that what he's going to do? Uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't a Packer no more. Aaron Rodgers model will now stay. For, no, You're no, not that got, dumb. What? They absolutely are that dumb. No, they just not. fired their they're defensive not coordinator. Re- yeah, they fired got, the defensive coordinator because Rodgers was too scared to run it on third and eight when he had a chance to get in the end zone. Ooh-wee. Get it, Vital. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, real talk. If you would have told me <laughs> that Tom Brady – through three interceptions, three of them. I'd say, oh, the Packers won by forty points. Yeah, well, Brady didn't win that game. It was their defense. It was Tampa Bay's defense that pressured Rodgers, and they did a great job. But you're right. The week before against the Rams, Rodgers they had three interceptions, three turnovers. The uh, Packer defense got from the Rams, and they scored all all the time. This game was so weird, and that they only scored six points off those three picks. Some was wrong. Some was di- off. Green Bay. I'll tell you what the fix the fix was in. Yes, from, not from the refs. No, from running back Aaron Jones, who fumbled twice, and it looked like they were both on purpose. Hasn't fumbled all year. Like, he know he hasn't fumbled all year, and he waited till the NFC Championship game to drop two balls. He knows that he's not going to get a contract next year, so he's like throw some egg into the face of the Packers organization. I'm just going to fumble and give the game away to Tom Brady. You were saying the truest thing ever said because, like, they don't care. Because I saw this week Aaron Rodgers in the back of a pickup truck handing out cases of Bud Light because he does not care. He's not going to run on third and goal and, and have a chance to mess up that beautiful face because that beautiful <laughs> face is the face of Switch Luxury Watchmaker Zenith. Because that's where Aaron Rodgers' head is at. He does not love Green Bay. He does not love the Packers. He does not love football. He does not love you. Aaron Rodgers has quit. He quit on his boys. He's a loser, and the team is full of losers, and they fired their defensive coordinator for no reason. <laughs> you got to see Vital's face right now. You're going to make him cry, Fred. Actually, no, nothing makes me cry. The only thing is is that you're wrong on all accounts right there. <laughs> Just to let you know. I'll tell you what. The Packers aren't the biggest loser of the NFC Championship. I'll tell you who the biggest loser of the NFC Championship is. And that is one Jameis Fitzgerald Winston. What? Jameis Winston. He saw his ex-team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, win the NFC Championship and the quarterback threw three touchdowns and three interceptions. He threw his hand. We're not playing taps. We didn't come back to taps. (laughs) Tom Brady does it, but it never works when Jameis Winston does it. Like three touchdowns, three interceptions. That's my game plan every game. How come you couldn't do this for me, guys? 
Tampa Bay historically has had the worst quarterbacks. <laughs> Tampa Bay beat the Green Bay Packers with a Josh Freeman-esque performance by Tom Brady. Because Aaron Rodgers quit on the Green Bay Packers, by tell. He does not care about the team. Tom Brady's his arm is hanging by a thread. Yes. Did Sean you see King. That that touchdown, that touchdown right before halftime? Like he didn't throw it more than three yards for the rest of the game because he couldn't. Because his, his, his arm is just dangling after that one throw. It's an excellent point that I didn't think you would bring up. That's actual analysis. I was just going to take Aaron Rodgers' shots the whole time. <laughs> I mean, is Tom Brady going to have to throw left-handed, like all Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers goes on every radio show that will have him on this week and is like, I'm playing hardball. Not playing, not playing football. I'm playing hardball. Look, okay, real talk. Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. He's going to be no. the quarterback of the Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers. He's going to have two more good years before he hands over the keys to the Porsche to Jordan Love. I think or when you're, you're emotional, you just get back from the game. You know, give him some space, let him breathe for a couple weeks or a month. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. He just said it the other day on Pat McAfee's podcast, which we, you I know, love. that we promote, and he said the same thing. Hey, he goes, I was a little too emotional, and that's pretty much what it is. So, yeah, why, why are you going to ask a guy about his future? Like when he just finished a football season in the middle of a pandemic and lost the NFC Championship That's game. That's stupid media for you. They always do that stupid stuff. He lost his first NFC Championship game at home. 15 minutes before, uh, uh, 15 minutes before he's talking to this dork. To, yeah. <laughs> to a 43-year-old. He lost to a 43-year-old who can't. Here's why you two are wrong. He didn't just lose to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he loses to whatever team that Tom Brady wanted to pick. Tom Brady was like, oh, man, I think I want to go to the Super Bowl next year. I've done in the AFC. I'll just pick that one. So the Green Bay Packers, which have been putting this thing together for years, just got beat by a pickup team. Yeah. No, they had a lot of they had a lot of weapons around them. It was just it wasn't really so much Brady in the first quarter. The first half, he had a couple nice touchdowns in the early in the third quarter. But it, again, it was Tampa Bay's defense. I mean, Bruce Arian said it after the game. It was our defense that was the difference, not just one guy, Tom Brady. No, I'm going with Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the difference. Yeah, hundred percent. They get goat of all goats. Hey, you want to um, hear a fun fact? Defense. You want to hear a fun fact, Vital? Yes. Tom Brady has the same amount of NFC Championship wins as both <laughs> Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. He was in the right organization with one of the best coaches of all time. So he's, you know. Not in the NFC. Hey, hey, he gr- hey, Gronk, you want to park the party well, boat and go to the Super Bowl again? They won six yeah, Super Tom, Bowls in 20 years. I mean, so they, he knows how to win. He's, I'm not saying he's not a winner. But it it's takes more than one the, guy. It takes more than one guy to win a championship. It, it takes zero Bill Belichick's, and that's going to be proven this year. Hopefully, hopefully a long time from now, I'm going to pass, and I'm going to go see St. Peter at the Pearly Gates. And my first question is, like, Tom Brady's not here, right? He's in hell. <laughs> like, he's, he sold his soul to the devil a long time ago, right? And St. Peter's going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Traded that bad boy. <laughs> Did Can the, you imagine, like, all right, so first of all, he's the goat of football, but he's also the goat of, of, like, hot wives, right? Sure. And then 
like his Instagram this week is like like he's got to like he's literally ducking like Bridget Moynihan. Like he's ducking like the prettiest girls in the world because he literally already has the prettiest girl in the world. Like what? Like when he was down in Georgia, what did the devil get over Tom Brady? Sure. So tremendous. I don't. I don't. Ro- I hundred percent believe that he sold his soul to the devil. Yes. Hottest wife ever. Ever. Greatest quarterback of all time. I don't get what the Uggs part was. Why did he have to do that? Why did the devil well, make him like wear like closeted gay footwear? I don't understand. Because Giselle was like, "Hey, I only made forty-two million last year. <laughs> yeah. um, I think what would be best if we could. All right, I tell you what, I'll buy some Ugg stock. Then you go model for them, and then we'll go, we'll take it to the roof. Are you saying the Brady family game stopped Uggs? Yes. That okay. Was one thing. <laughs> okay. I'm also saying that Aaron Rodgers is the definition of number two. Aaron Rodgers was number two when he came into Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has been number two in the league forever. And Aaron Rodgers is, of the greatest who have ever done it, he's second tier. He's not Tom Brady. And he had the misfortune of playing at the same time that Tom Brady played. He is Isaiah Thomas to Michael Jordan. That's so true, it just hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> but everyone, he, he's the league to Michael Jordan. Okay, he, he did outdo Tom Brady, in, in, in my opinion, in one aspect. Mustaches? I, well, definitely mustaches. Yes. I would take Olivia Munn over Giselle. Give me all the Olivia Munn you got. He bagged Olivia Munn, and I think that's his greatest victory of all time. That's out or near the worst analysis I've ever heard. <laughs> You're about to put Danica Patrick in this conversation? No, too? no, no, no. Just Olivia Munn. I have an epic crush on Olivia Munn. So. Yeah, I also was a teenager when G4 TV was on. But no. God, Olivia Munn in the newsroom? Oh, I'm melt- my heart's melting just thinking about it. I am so very fortunate to have a pretty girlfriend. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Sure. Life is easier when you have a pretty girlfriend. Sure. But my life is nowhere near as easy as Tom Brady's. <laughs> like, Aaron Rodgers is a loser. <laughs> I'm excited for him to take over Kevin Durant style next year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win a Super Bowl next year in Tampa Bay. We've been talking about this retires. all year. Give me... 15 that. seconds, Van, to go to break. When we get back, keep breaking down the NFL. J.J. Buck at 1030. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Your boys are going off the air early today because the Lady Lobos are taking on the Fresno State Bulldoggers. We're so fortunate to have the voice of the Lady Lobos join us, J.J. Buck. Who only calls wins, really, right? What are the, the Lobos are sitting at seven and one, JJ? It's been a pretty good little run thus far for the gals. Uh, what up, boys? Definitely, uh, so far, so good. Morning, JJ. JJ. You... Welcome. Morning, guys. How are you? Good, good. Doing well. JJ, it's your first season broadcasting for the Lady Lobos. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience before we talk about the team. What, how's it, has it been what you expected? Is it the most weirdest thing ever with COVID-19? Like, what have been some of the obstacles, and how have you overcome them? It definitely is weird. The experience, you know, getting to broadcast a game is always 
awesome. Um, but doing it remotely is terrifying because you're at the mercy of the internet. And we had that happen on Thursday. The stream didn't start. They were having technical difficulties in Canyon, Texas. And so you just got to improvise on the fly until you get a picture and then you're able to present the game to the fans. So it's definitely a different experience. Um, still uh, enjoying it and you know, we just can't wait to actually be in a, a basketball arena at some point. You heard any whispers on that? You know, when uh, basketball might return to the pit? Don't know anything. I think um, everyone is hopeful, given the fact that they did return to practice. You're seeing at least, you know, schools start to get back, so they're allowing more in-person things. And I think UNM is holding out hope that maybe a series or two um, to end the season, they could get them back in the pit. But I know at least right now the, the thought process is just continue as is and don't get your hopes too high. So Lady Lobo's off to a very good start this year. Uh, what's what's the vibe of the team, the way they started? Because, you know, they had the obstacles of, of you know, having to move around and all the, the, the stuff that has to do with COVID. When they started, they came out pretty hot considering. Can they keep that momentum going through the rest of the year? Well, this series is the first test to really find out. You know, Fresno State – Defending Mountain West champs, they brought back all their players with just a year of experience because the non-conference schedule, yeah, they looked great. They scored 120 points against Arkansas Pine Bluff, but there was a reason Bradbury put those games together. He knew his team was going to be better than those opponents, and they only had the opportunity to schedule three non-conference games before getting into Mountain West play. So it was definitely a bunch of confidence builders, but it was still the unknown. And this is the first test these two games to really see, all right, how do you stack up against the conference leaders, and really so far so good. A one-possession game winning on the go-ahead bucket with two seconds left on Thursday. And you know how it is, guys. You know, winning solves everything. And this team did bring back shooters, has upperclassmen with experience, so they weren't as in a, a rough position as the men are. With, you know, they have ten new faces on that roster. Um, so there was more confidence that when they began play this year on the women's side that they would be a good basketball team. Now, how good? Still to be determined, but they were able to pass their first test on Thursday. So maybe for the Lobo fan that doesn't have the exposure to the women that they've traditionally had in the past, obviously COVID-19, the reason, what are they missing, JJ? Like, like talk about Jaden. Talk about, like, some of these players that are doing exceptional things right now. Like, like excite Lobo fan. Well, the exciting is, you mentioned Jaden De La Cerda from Roswell, New Mexico. The classic pass every year has taken a bigger step, a bigger role in the basketball program. And as a senior, she's leading this team in scoring. She is a microwave oven on the basketball floor. You look at what she did along with fellow senior Antonia Anderson two games ago against UNLV. Anderson dropped the career high 29 points, the six foot two forward from Texas, scored 25 of those in the first half. So they combined for 57 points. So your two seniors are exceptional. And then you've got the pair of Duff sisters, Latasia Duff, Latora Duff, who played their first two years at Shelton Community College, JUCO basketball, outstanding careers, come here, and to your point, like, they, they have been able to play on the pit floor. Last week was the first time they got to shoot baskets on the pit floor uh, since they committed to the University of New Mexico, which is just wild when you think about it. But you have the Duff Sisters coming in, adding uh, legitimate scoring in the backcourt. And this team now is 4-2-5 deep with scoring options. They play fast. They're not scared to shoot the three. And with that, though, is when they're not shooting in the three, they can't adjust. Just 6 of 30 on Thursday against Fresno State, 
and yet they're able to attack inside, still, still score 82 points and win a game. So for the casual Lobos fan who may not be following the team as closely, which you should be out there, guys, they're very good, what kind of style of play do these girls play? Are they, they running and gunning? Are they in the paint throwing elbows? Like, What kind of product are they putting out on the court? It is run and gun. They play a five-out offense, so there's no post-touches. It's either dribble-drive or someone cutting the basket, getting the basketball. Um, it's an attack mentality. They space the floor. They use their shooting. Now, it's a tight rotation, and that's the one challenge that Bradbury has really had is he has about seven players he can lean on, and they just haven't been able to really develop any more depth. So you keep your fingers crossed. There's no injuries, no foul trouble, and you're running your starters out there you know, 30, 35 minutes a game and hoping just the couple bench minutes you get, you get a three-point shot and decent defense, and you're able to rally at the end. J.J. Buck, voice of the Lady Lobos, joining us. We're talking hardcourt basketball. The game what, tips off in about 20 minutes here, J.J., is that right? Uh, pre-game gets going at 1030. It'll tip off okay. about 11 o'clock. There we go. So you can catch all the action, uh, obviously, via the broadcast, but is there a, is there a stream? Is there another uh, – can you see it, like, easily and conveniently? Do you need a subscription? Like, what is what is the team doing to make sure it's in front of eyes? So no subscriptions. All the games are still being streamed on the Mountain West Network. So easiest thing is if you're on your the Lobo Sports app or just in front of your computer, tablet, whatever it may be, go Lobos.com. You click on the game story, and it says watch. You click a button, and it takes you right there. There we go. Any any spotlights we missed, JJ? Anything about this team that is that is so unique that I that I maybe have not even seen it myself? I think you you got it, man. They play fast. They shoot threes. They are taking a step up in competition this weekend, and I think we're still waiting to answer that question just how good they are. But I think we can start saying that UNM women are conference title contenders and have a chance yes. to win a regular season title this year. So with the struggles of the men's program this year, recently, and all year, can the girls beat the spread against the boys? Beat the spread against the boys. <laughs> like, so if, they, if you're saying that we ran these teams on the court against each other? Yes. Oof. Well, what do you say? You live by the three, you die by the three. And I just <laughs> think can actually shoot the basketball. I love that. I love that so much. J.J. Buck, the host of the morning show here throughout the week on 610, the sports animal. Um, I watch you guys on the, on the ProView live stream. Do you get a lot of feedback on that? That's how I take you in. We do. Um, and, I'm, by the way, shout out to the ProView crew. It's awesome that you know, they've been hit just as hard as anyone else in high school sports. And the fact that we're able to at least get something on, get back working with those guys, it's been a lot of fun. And just a different dynamic. And, just being able to see who you're talking with um, is an amazing thing, especially in radio. I'm sure you guys know this uh, firsthand with some of the challenges we've all dealt with. Um, a lot of people, of course, working from home, but doing a, a radio show and just even physically getting to see someone else talk and be able to respond, it's, it's night and day at times. So shout out to the Prover Q. It's a lot, a lot of fun. And, yeah, it's uh, simulcast. If you want to check it out, you can see our pretty ugly faces in the morning, Monday through Friday. Yeah, on the contrary, for our show, me not being able to see Fred is a plus. Yes, a yeah. huge advantage. <laughs> huge advantage for us. JJ, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for doing what, uh, well, I mean, for giving it to us. You don't have to answer my text, but you always do. 
the opening drive every single morning here on 610 The Sports Animal. You and one Jeff Simbieta, who has a ton of talent. And then Lady Lobo's basketball, um, every opportunity you get to broadcast it. Well, I appreciate you guys. And I'm sorry to cut you off a little bit early, but go do something productive with your extra 30 minutes today. I'm going to walk the dog. That's my plan. <laughs> appreciate you, JJ. I think that I like JJ. You don't say. He is such a good fella. It's pretty rare, right? Like uh, most people in the radio industry and entertainment in general are just giant dumpster fires. But that yes, JJ Buck human is a legit good dude, and I'm yes, got a beautiful family, good dude. You want to take a little bit of an early break, Van? Yeah, let's break a break. Come back. And then whenever we get back, because we only have like 15 minutes at that point. Talk Royal Rumble predictions. Okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think you have a winner for the 30-man Royal Rumble? I don't know who's in it. What? Well, you know what I do know is when we went two years ago. Yes. I had the time of my life, and I had no idea what was going on or who was doing what. But I had a blast. I know that much. Are we about to recant our Royal Rumble adventure in Phoenix two years ago? I don't know. What's That's... the statue of limitations on all the crimes we committed? <sighs> that is not a radio safe <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah. WWE Royal Rumble predictions. When we get back, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studios. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Joining the program, friend of the show, Lenny, giving us his Royal Rumble prediction. <laughs> Good morning, Lenny. How are you? Morning, bro. First, let's talk about uh, the WWE. Did you see the deal they just made with the Peacock streaming I app? I did this see week? that. I bought a couple of the Stocky Boys. So, no, so they bought the network, basically, for $200 million a year. Yes. For the next. So you don't have to pay $10 a month. Now you only have to pay 5 and you get everything on the Peacock and wrestling. I get pro wrestling so, and the office. 13-year-old me is very excited. Yeah, so that was a good deal. So let's have some fun. And on the women's side, I'll just go with Bianca Belair. Ooh, fire. you got to give her a chance. And on the men's side, the part-timer edge, if he comes back, to set up WrestleMania. You think you know me. Okay, I'm into that. Van, I know that was all uh, Latin to you. How do you feel about Lenny's predictions? Not a clue who any of those people are. <laughs> okay, Bianca Belair is an uppercomer from NXT. She's a true pro, a multi-sport high school athlete. Ooh. And if you watched her two weeks ago on WWE, she carried over her shoulder a 330-pound male wrestler during an obstacle course around the ring. I mean, do you need and a better resume than that? Is John Cena going? Maybe. John Cena may be back as a part-timer, but I don't think he's going to do Royal Rumble. I think he'll come back for what his status is. He'll come back for WrestleMania. I just, I just has, love that theme song. Much, he has too much going on right now. He has the freshest haircut in the world right now. Oh, you've never been more wrong. The, okay, Google John Cena's haircut right now because he, he is – He's the next James Bond. If I see him with anything but a shaved head, it's very weird. Yeah, but 
a shave head. He's never had a shave head. He's, like, he's had the high and tight. Yeah, the high and tight. They're the, close, you know, close he's enough. He's never had the Goldberg look. No, he's no Steve Austin. He's no Steve Austin. Lenny, I, but, I appreciate your edge pick. I appreciate your Bianca Belair pick, and I'm about to tell you why you're wrong. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, 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 you know, it's all fine. I mean, it's uh, sports entertainment, so if you take it as anything else than that, then uh, go get a couple of shots and sit in the corner. No, no, no. That's Fred, it's very real to Fred. Okay, I mean. Yeah, this isn't sports yeah, it, entertainment. It's, a, it's about as real as me being a bikini model. That's <laughs> Interesting analogy. The, 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 dad, the dad bot issue. You got you, you know, got a you got a link to your website. I'll, I'll look at your pics right now. Yeah, it's like saying I have a better <laughs> face for radio than being out in public. It's, Lenny doesn't have an OnlyFans. He has a Lenny fans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm too big for Patreon and OnlyFans. I have my own <laughs> network. Lenny, thank All you right. for the time this morning. You guys have a good one. Friend. Thanks, Lenny. What a good friend of the show. What a dude. All right, here's the card, Van. Okay. The United States Championship, okay? Matt as opposed Rover's, to? Uh, well, as opposed to the Intercontinental Championship, which is later in the program. Oh, okay. So, um, how, how does Antarctica rank on the Intercontinental Championship? They got, I don't some, believe they got some good wrestlers there? They've never provided a champion. Oh, so all, all continents aren't included? That's uh, Okay, I mean, is, is this a Tim Burton, like, penguin joke that I don't quite get? All continents matter. Okay. Uh, weed smoking Matt Riddle takes on uh, That's my the choice. evil body cup. Okay, <laughs> Matt Riddle. Cool. I got a guy now. Sweet. Matt Riddle I'm in. over the champion Bobby Lashley. Um, Canadian loving, Bitcoin trading Sami Zayn takes on the most lovable of the New Day uh, fallouts, Big E. Who do you got, Sami Zayn or, or the current champion Big E for the Intercontinental Champion? Um... Asuka. Okay. <laughs> That's Asuka my favorite. She's a woman, and she is not in that match. No, she's not? No. The SmackDown Women's Championship will be defended by Sasha Banks, who you know from The Mandalorian. <gasps> oh, that the same person? That's the same person. As she takes on uh, that homewrecker, Carmella. Oh, is she? Yeah, she is. I'm kind of into that. Not uh, as I much as I'm into Asuka. Uh, okay. Again, Asuka and... She is not in this match. Who do you got? The Mandalorian star Sasha Banks or um, the New Jersey spitting Carmella? How are you going to go against the person in the Mandalorian? Like You cannot. Yeah. She's going to win for sure. She's going to 100% win for sure. She's in the Mandalorian. Did right, you say Asuka? That's not, that's not how it's spelled. I, I mean, I, I, watch, I watch every episode <laughs> for the last 35 years. So Well, I've spoke English for 38, and uh, that's not how you say that word out loud. The Women's Tag Team Championship, Van, Asuka and her tag team yes. uh, co-champion, Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair, who invented the drip. Woo! Spot on. We'll take on uh, Nia Jax and former uh, mixed martial artist competitor Shayna Baszler. Ooh. Um, the Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax recently losing their titles to Asuka and Charlotte, but they're not ready to walk away yet, Van. But what's, what's the backstory here? Obviously, I'm going to choose Asuka, if that's how you say it. <laughs> yes. I'm kind of into that flavor. I'm very into that flavor, actually. Let me not. Okay. Let me not yeah. shoot. I'm going to sugarcoat that. I'm into okay. that. That's okay. kind. That's the kind of thing that I'm into. This is a Lenny breakdown. 
What's their backstory? Did like Oscar and Charlotte Flair like steal their boyfriends or like key their car or something? Sort of. What's yes. their What's their motivation here? So um, Nia Jax and, Sh- and Shayna Baszler, ba- Baszler, okay, they were bullies and they were picking on Oscar. <gasps> oh, how and dare then, they! Yeah, and then returning from quote unquote injury, which was actually just an update on her augmentation, Charlotte Flair came to her rescue, and um, and then here we stand. So what kind of augmentation? Um, she went to the sports version. She went to the sports version. So, WWE Championship. So, this is the classic title, not the universal title held by one Roman Reigns. Uh, the, the Irish, the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre, will face, and here's a blast from your past, man, Goldberg. Whoa, my accountant? Yes, your accountant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the big guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the big guy. I know who that is. Yes, yeah, so he uh, just came back last week for some reason, um, I guess to steal the spotlight. So, so Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. And in, in the build to WrestleMania, this is what Royal, Royal Rumble kicks off the WrestleMania season, Van. Mm. This is the road to WrestleMania at this point, which they're having at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa for the first time for the second time because I, they were going to have it there last year. I, can't I see, I see. I got the um, Scottish guy. Okay. Does so he wear a kilt? He does. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, that's you've always been a Roddy Roddy Piper guy. Naturally. Yeah, so this makes perfect sense. Vital, if you ask Van before he leaves the studio today, he will show you Halloween costumes to prove that. Does he have a, Yeah, I'll show you my my Rowdy Roddy Piper pictures. Yeah, no, seriously. I yeah, it's this is real. <laughs> <laughs> does uh Drew McIntyre like does he wear like wrestling shorts underneath his kilt, or does he go all natural as is tradition? Um, I don't have that answer directly, but I believe it is a William Wallace approach. I, I would hope so. Yeah. Universal title match: Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. So that's that's tr- like non traditional pin or submission. This is last man standing. The man who cannot regain his feet after a ten count. Are you like talking talking like Thunderdome? Last man standing? So they literally are wrestling in what the WWE calls the Thunderdome. Is this did you say it's in Tampa or Bartertown? So this is actually <laughs> It's in Bartertown. <laughs> uh isn't Kevin Owens your favorite? I he think is, I reckon I recognize that yes. name. Yes, he is uh he is near the top for me as far as talent all around cool i got roman reigns then okay <laughs> that's come on now i'm going oppo where are we where are we watching this thing um wwe network oh, okay so i'll send you my password <laughs> i got the rest of them might as well add yeah. one more <laughs> two royal rumbles at the royal rumble this year the women's and the men's uh the women's royal rumble will have participants including Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Shayna Baldwin, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Tamina, and plus eighteen to be announced competitors. Van, Yo. you have to pick a single winner for the women's royal rumble held tomorrow night. Who you got? <laughs> yeah, that's obviously my answer. Congratulations to Asuka, who's not even an entrant. And Here's my prediction. <laughs> yes. Right before the Royal Rumble is over, you're going to hear, do-do-do-do. This is the women's. And then John Cena's going to come out. Yes, in the women's. And he's just going to 
demolish the women because uh, you know, with the new transgender executive order, he can do that now. Okay, so you are on record <laughs> saying John, John Cena, Cena will, will win, win the, the women's Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Okay. Yes, yeah. Um, I think no. I think and then Port then not, Portland stands up and applauds. That will not happen. Um, yeah, I agree with Lenny and Bianca Belair going down to the final two. I do not believe she will go over Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair would become the first ever two-time women's Royal Rumble winner, just like her poppy, just like her poppy. It's a hot take, brother. Thank you. The men's Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Edge, Sami Zayn, Mustafa Ali, Jeff Hardy, Cesaro, Otis. There are so many entrants. Why is The Miz going to win it, Van? Because he's your favorite. He's my favorite. I just love him. Daniel Bryan's the vegan, right? That is correct. Yeah, I'm going with the vegan because I'm veggie, and that's pretty close. What about St. Louis' very own Randy Orton? Isn't that the backup quarterback for the Bears? You're thinking of Kyle Orton. I'm I'm never thinking about Kyle Orton. That's the problem. Former Purdue Boilermaker (laughs) and one-time Chicago Bear Kyle Orton. Ah, okay. Give me the pick, give me the Miz. Yeah, I always pick the Miz. You never Whoever know. is the goofiest, most entertaining one, that's what I want. That would that would be Otis. Okay, well I'm going with Otis. Thank you to Brandon Ortega for joining us this morning. Had a lot of fun talking with he about high school athletics. Thank you to JJ Buck, who was part of the program, because the Lady Lobos are kicking us to the curb. No on the mic today. We had a good program, huh? Per the use, my friend. For the use, uh, please do not try to contact me for more than one calendar day. I am only living the Royal Rumble until Monday morning. You can still contact me before the end of the show, Van. You can keep... <laughs> I'd rather not, to be honest. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Vital, I'm sorry about Aaron Rodgers abandoning you. He didn't abandon me. He abandoned all his buddies at State Farm. <laughs> Adam Mahomes and uh, Rogers commercial set next weekend. See, he ruined it himself. Boo. Fan, any final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.